Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Run With Allie Live podcast. If you're someone looking or thinking about running or someone who is interested in training for a marathon without getting that injury, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Run With Allie Live podcast, where I bring you special guests consisting of different running specialties, runners, fitness professionals, specialty doctors, and more to provide their own insights and advice on running how to begin, how to properly fuel for a race, and how to mentally set yourself up for running successfully for life. Every single Tuesday, I bring you my own personal stories and how I became the runner, trainer, and coach I am today, as well as actionable results from being injured that have only enabled me to become a better coach for my clientele and for me. Thanks to the industry leaders I've hosted on my podcast for making this all possible to, again, become the coach that I am today. Being a Run With Alley believer truly means understanding the holistic approach to running as a lifestyle. It's not just about the fitness aspect, it's the holistic approach, meaning everything from training to nutrition to recovery to headspace, to making time for your friends and family. That matters. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in weekly right here for new, inspiring, motivational episodes and guest speakers that will inspire you to change your life for the long run through running. We're in this together. I really want to welcome you all to this podcast. So we have um, this lovely young woman who is here to talk about uh, everything from nutrition. But first, before I introduce her, everything running, lifestyle, fitness related, uh, this is your go-to. Now, recently, you guys have probably noticed that I have transitioned my niche to females because I truly believe that when we females come together, uh, whether it's through sweating or, you know, through sharing valuable knowledge about nutrition, uh, there's not enough of that, especially in the fitness industry. And I feel like it's something that's very missed. And guys, let's be real. Like, you know, it's very different when there's men that are super competitive and they like destroy a workout because all of the ladies are just trying to have fun and have girl time. So Without further ado, I am going to introduce Amy Gallo. Um, so Amy, welcome to the Run With Alley Live podcast. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to have you. Uh, so tell us about, you know, yourself and your brand and your biggest differentiator from your competition. I am a nutritionist first and a runner second. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in Alaska and fell in love with nutrition when I was about 13 years old. So I've been at this for a really long time. And it was the 90s. And I became one of those. Um, I became an animal rights activist and a vegetarian after reading a book when I was in junior high school. And I had family members who were concerned about my health because I had gone meatless. And I knew intuitively, it was like, you know, like so many people in India don't eat meat and they're fine. So there, this has to be just like, this can't be based in fact. Right. And so I went to the library and I started reading all these books on vegetarian nutrition. And there had never been any real discuss, discussion in my family about food 
as being a health promoter. So for me to open up these books and discover how much food impacts disease and quality of life was completely mind-blowing to me. And I fell down this rabbit hole of absolute love and fascination for nutrition that exists to this day. Um, however, growing up in Alaska meant a lot of cold, dark winters. And when I hit adolescence, I developed seasonal affective disorder. And one of the ways that I got through the long winters and got through that depression was through fitness and through exercise. And so I realized that, you know, it's not just food. <laughs> You've got to move your body too, to be really healthy. So I, always I say, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, I don't. always say movement is medicine. And I truly believe that's true. And it's so great that you just said that. And I'm sure many, many listeners here could relate, but it's true. Yeah, Moving yeah. makes you feel better. Even My sometimes chiropr- like when you're, when you have a stomach ache, it might, it might work. My chiropractor says smoke sitting is the new smoking. It basically is because you're, it's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we you could totally go down that rabbit hole too. Oh, yeah. 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 So I, so I started running cause I was in, I was in high school and it helped with, um, it helped with a lot of the emotions that I was feeling throughout adolescence and just helped ground me and keep me from going completely insane. And then uh, the first chance I got, I left Alaska to go to college for my nutrition degree and never looked back. <laughs> it takes a very, very special personality to do well in Alaska and it's not me. So Honestly, I give you so much credit for you know, doing that. But also if you look at it, I always like to like, to like, look at the silver lining of things. It made you who you are today. And so you were able to go through those hardships and realize what really was not right for you. And had you not had that, I don't really know if you'd even be a nutritionist. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done, but it wouldn't have made me as happy as this does. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Wow. I definitely need to pick your brain on that some other time, like more in depth. Sure. One of the things that that does make me different than a lot of nutritionists out there is that um, I do have an understanding of athletics. I do understand when an athlete is injured that telling them, oh, just don't work out for six weeks until your shin splints go away is like, that's the worst thing to tell someone, you know, it's like, and it's not going to help. And Can I tell so, you something that's, yeah. that's why I invited you on this podcast because I like, of course I did my research and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like she has the athletic background. Yeah. So, you know, any nutritionist could talk and speak, but when it comes to applying that to an athlete or someone that is athletic, it's a different ball game. It's totally a different ball game. Yeah. We are a different breed of human. Yeah. And the shin splints thing is just, it's funny because, oh man. Not moving is probably the worst, but I could be so wrong. Yeah, it it depends. I mean, like in, in that in that specific situation, right? If someone has shin splints, I'm like, well, what is it? Why do you have shin splints? You know, let's figure out what's going on. Is there a structural issue that, you know, is causing you to land and aggravate, you know, creating too much stress for that bone? Why is that bone weak enough? you know, why is it that bone so weak in the first place that this is happening to you? Is there something nutritionally that we can do to like boost your, you know, boost your mineral status and, and, or prevent mineral depletion? You know, how is your gut, right? Because that's where it's not what you eat. It's what you absorb that determines whether or not you're healthy. 
Yeah, I, you know, I actually, um, that's very interesting that you said that. And just from a, I have a question. I was just sure. thinking. So when you mentioned gut, and this is for all the listeners on here, um, when you say what you're absorbing, like, can you kind of dive in deeper into that? So, mm-hmm. um, like, what maybe that could affect, like, how that could affect your performance or things like your appearance? Well, if you're not, so if you're having uh, challenges with your gut, whether it's from stress, whether it's from chronic use of uh, NSAIDs, you know, if you're popping a couple aspirin before your long runs because people told you that's what you're supposed to do and you don't realize that doing that is essentially like taking antibiotics when it comes to destroying the good bacteria in your gut, that's a setup for gut dysbiosis and for gut inflammation. And for the problems that would stem from that, you know, if your gut is inflamed and agitated, it can increase your likelihood of developing food intolerances, which could then lead to gas and bloating and, and, you know, changes in your stools that then one make long runs more challenging, right? That might be all you notice, but secondarily to that, if you have something like IBS or you're having troubles with your stools, and your food is exiting quicker than it should be, you're not, you don't have the time to absorb the minerals that you need to stay healthy, to absorb the nutrients you need to stay healthy, and you can become depleted. If you're not having overt gut issues, you know, you don't notice anything wrong with your digestion, it actually doesn't mean that your guts are fine. You still might have some inflammation that's just, you know, chronic but low level. And with that inflammation and that agitation comes increased nutrient needs because the body's always under stress and then it's getting additional stress from our training and like athletes need a lot of nutrition we need nutrient dense foods all the time because we are going out there and we are hitting it hard and we are breaking our body down and if we don't have the building blocks to build back up we're going to get in trouble sooner or later yeah so i have two comments to that so i don't Running makes me go to the bathroom. I'm sure many could relate. Um, yeah. But I do make sure to, you know, refuel myself. Um, often I keep almond butter. I personally like um, Pro Bar energy gels. But really, I need like I need potassium. I need like a peanut butter sandwich. Um, there, there have been times where I've actually like eaten that on a long run because like my glycogen stores are just like not there. I've hit mm-hmm. my lactic thresholds. I'm running on zero. And it's like, it's the worst feeling. And I have been injured, actually. Um, I haven't really opened up about this completely yet. And guys on here, um, this will be for another time. But it was because I had nutritional deficiencies, very simply put. Um, And I didn't realize how serious it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. And, And women are especially at a disadvantage because... Nearly all of the sports nutrition research is done on men. As of 2011, so less than 10 years ago, there had only been eight papers ever published on women who are menstruating, cycling women, and how sports nutrition impacts the cycling woman. That is insane. Isn't that jacked up? (laughs) We need to, like, break that. And obviously, this whole everything, like... We should definitely like join forces here because I see something bigger coming to the picture because 
I feel like there's a glass ceiling too with female athletes, even though like they're the ones that actually, like I was, I was reading several articles, like there is a higher percentage of men that do enter marathons, but the conversion rate in comparison from female to males, um, the females are higher, the finish. Oh, wow. So I just find that very interesting. And there's obviously a why behind that. I'm sure this is one of them. Yeah. Sure. Like the nutrition aspect, it can't not be. Right. Right. Yeah. So one of, I mean, one of the things that's come out of that, that just that lack of research on, on females in sports is that everything that we're told in the magazines, in the textbooks is based upon research that's been done on college age men. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you take the hormone fluctuations of women, when you add birth control into that mix, when you take, you know, master's athletes who are postmenopausal, like that's a whole other ball of wax. And there is no, <laughs> there's practically nothing for postmenopausal women out there when it comes to research. There's very little we know. Um, but what we do know is that women need to fuel differently than men. We have different needs and our needs, how we use nutrition, how we use our macros fluctuates depending on where we are in the cycle. It impacts how we, it impacts how we need to train. It impacts how we need to fuel. It impacts our ability to recover. Um, And no one's talking about that. And now, I mean, finally, we've got some researchers in the field who are like changing this, but this is like stuff that still isn't really being taught in a lot of the universities. Honestly, when I bring on a nutritionist, like you're going to be my nutritionist because like she, I don't know any other nutritionist that has said what you said. I, all my life swear, swear. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's actually like, wow. I'm, I'm like shocked, but I'm not shocked. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was too. When I found out about this, I was, I was honestly, I was completely enraged because I had to retire from running in 2010. And it was, well, see, the funny thing is, is that on the outside, it looked like nothing happened. But basically, I ran myself into the ground. Uh, In undergrad, I learned to look for female athlete triad for, you know, like low caloric intake, shin splints, lack, you know, lack of um, menstrual cycling, right, or menstrual cycle dysregularities, chronic injuries, lowered immunity. I had none of that. My cycle was very regular. I was not injured. I never got colds or flus. I was a really strong runner. And then um, essentially I overtrained myself into exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, you know, I ran, I ran Boston and then did two half marathons that summer and went to a fitness conference where, you know, you basically do 10 hours of fitness classes in a weekend, right? <laughs> And then my body was like, F you, I'm done. Oh my gosh. And I went to bed and I pretty much didn't get out of bed for three months. Oh my God. Well, we could change that when you come to my running high intensity woman's bootcamp, not workout. Um, Because it's, it's for all levels and it's actually a great way to just connect with other women. That's like the whole point of it just to be outside and also like, there is nothing like that, I don't think. Yeah. And yeah, someone yeah. like you speaking to a whole group of women explaining what you just said, I think that's very empowering. Very Absolutely. empowering. Absolutely. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, 
are we ready to go on to question number two? <laughs> we probably should, or this will be a really long podcast. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I just <laughs> talked about this forever. Um, so what's your favorite thing about, I guess, being a fit pro and a nutritionist? I know you spoke about it, but yeah, just really short and sweet. I think what means the most to me about doing this is I, I become a catalyst and a witness for transformation. Um, because I've been doing this so long and I have such a toolbox of different ideas and I take such an individualized approach, I'm really able to meet people where they're at and guide them at the pace that they want to be guided. And in that process, I just really, I feel like I just get to sit back and watch and watch the, watch what happens. And the transformations that happen are incredible, whether it's, you know, bringing someone to their first marathon or taking them to a PR and watching how the confidence changes, how the self-belief changes, um, whether it's helping someone get enough energy back so that they can take care of their kids and handle their job and their, you know, fitness the way that they want to and watching them like come back alive after they feel like, you know, it's just a steady downhill you know, decline because I'm in my forties and my doctor says I'm getting older, right? Like that's a bunch of PS. It doesn't have to be that way. You um, just a number. You're fine. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, no matter what's happened to you in your past, no matter, you know, how often you've been injured or how broken down you feel like you can come back and being able to be part of that journey for someone is, is it's my life's purpose. Like it's my work. It's my joy. It's, we share similar ones, <laughs> but just from a different angle. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, that kind of goes into the next question. Um, why did you say yes to being on the Run With Allie live podcast? Um, because this information needs to get out there. Because women don't know. Like, we don't know we're being told to train and eat like men. It's just assumed that we're being taken into consideration. And, you know, it's not like it's not our trainer's fault, whether no matter what their gender is, it's it's what we were all taught. And the paradigm has to shift because women do get injured more often than men. And part of the reason that is, is because we are taught to train like men. The reason why I like I'm just coming back, I'm doing my first half marathon in nine years. Wow. Yeah. Three weeks. Um, And it took I mean the reason why it took so long was I also had a baby and went to grad school. So <laughs> congratulations. Thanks. That's worth it. Yeah, for sure. So the last, the, like the last decade has been busy, but I have finally physically recovered enough yeah. to go back to it and I've missed it terribly. And if I can prevent other women from ever having to go through losing such a big piece of themselves due to overtraining or injury, then the world is that much better because then there's more people doing what they love. Right. And more people living their highest expression. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I love that you said like, this has to get out there because, you know, um, it's funny that you say we're taught to train like men because I, I'm known for a, a, like a research nerd. Um, of course I have my certifications and of course I've, looked at many training plans, but I've applied my approach and what's worked for me, um, 
after, you know, journaling everything I did to rehab myself back to healthy after looking um, into like the why after working with different specialists, like about three different doctors of uh, per, like PT, um, I didn't work with a nutritionist actually, but it's never too late. <laughs> never too late. But you and, still knew that nutrition was part of what was going on for you. Yes. And I knew what I was like, I literally wrote down everything I was having by time. Um, I, I count my macros and micros, so I don't believe in dieting. I believe in balance and meal timing around yeah. your workouts. And so understanding, like maybe if I felt off one day, like why did that happen? What did I eat the day before? Did I get enough rest? Did I overdo it? Stuff like that. But you know, that's, that's just me. That's not, you know, everyone else. So, right. um, I definitely understand like what you mean by, you know, we're, we're trained like men and that's why I've taken so much time and invested so much time to train myself and learn the whys behind maybe why me as a female, why I'm feeling, because I'm feeling great right now, but I could tell you that I am not following a single training plan that has been out there given to me. Like, of course I'm following the necessary steps to get me to where I need to PR because I've mm -hmm. done it, before. but it's, yeah, no, it's not that. I feel like that's very just cutthroat. And I just personally don't even believe that anyone really needs to run 20 miles, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, I've used cross training as my approach to really build anaerobic, anaerobic endurance and those different muscle twitch fibers to really make a strong, powerful runner, female runner. Nice. Cause like, let's be real. How many women can you, do you know right now that have a struggle to do a one push up? <laughs> like it, it, it's a real thing though. It's, it's like funny, but it, it is, it's, it's funny, not funny, right? It's not funny. It's not funny. Right. Like, I like couldn't do, it's now been like a year and a half. I couldn't do one. And now I could like crush push ups, of course, yeah. but I'm saying like females should be able to do that. Oh, absolutely. Like, that, that is very, yeah. And that's something that like many of us struggle with and like, we're not built like men. So right. like every, since everything connects and it's not just lower body, um, that we have to train, uh, you know, it could affect our entire run, our entire running career. Absolutely. So I love that you said that. Love, love, love it. Um, moving on, um, where would you recommend that, um, anyone should try to get into the fitness industry? Um, and is there anything you just want to elaborate on? Um, getting into the fitness industry, that's, there's so many different ways to do that now. Um, you know, what's your sport, right? Like if you love, if you love lifting, you might want to do an ACSM certification, right? But if you're, you know, if you're doing, if you're like endurance sports and you want to do, be a triathlete coach, right. You would go through, um, What's the track and field certification? That well, mine's really good. Uh, UESCA. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And actually, triathlon is on my bucket list. Awesome. I'm terrified of water, and so <laughs> I will never. I'm like a very serious swimmer, so I think that's why. Yeah. Like back in the day, I almost drowned multiple times. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm a land lover. I'm just gonna keep running distance. <laughs> that's fine too. That's fine. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, in terms of anything to elaborate on, I think 
if, yeah, if you're female, like question, question the dogma, question the rules, question what you're told. And don't assume just because the gel pack says you need to take gel every 30 to 60 minutes with two to four ounces of water, that that's what you need to be doing. Because that, that's generally a huge cause of GI distress for women are those gel packs. So if it doesn't work for you, don't think it's because there's something wrong for with you. Like question where the message is coming from and where the research has come from and dig deeper and know that like, this is like, this is the beginning of, this is the beginning of a complete movement that is, that is bringing women into recognition and into acknowledgement in sport and things are going to be changing. So because like, we're good. Yeah, exactly. We're good. We're and badass. because like we are we're speaking out now. And, yeah, we're exactly. making, and there are there are researchers that are pushing the envelope and pushing back and demanding that women be represented in research. And it is happening. And I love that. And now we're kind of like ahead of the game a little bit here. Yeah. Guys, watch out. <laughs> uh, kidding, but not kidding. Um, but um, yes, I agree with you with the goo. First of all, I don't, nothing against the brand, goo is not for me. Um, I think that one size never fits all. And so the fact that they say that it's a great recommendation, but yes, uh, I've seen runners tend to be very type A. And so they, they follow exactly what something says rather than, you know, feel out what is right for them. But of course that's a little scary. So I personally, from a coach standpoint, always encourage my runners to try anything in their training runs, anything, yeah, because right. you never know how your stomach's going to feel. Right. Right. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And, and also women track your cycles, track your cycles, because that will give you so much information about how you need to fuel, how you need to train and how you need to rest. If you start monitoring where you're at in your cycle and how your training is affected by that, um, you can know like when, when to do those intervals and when to really push lactate threshold and when to pull back and go low and slow. And if you're taking birth control and you still have some symptoms, then track those symptoms if you're not actively bleeding. See, like I knew that, but I didn't actually know. I just thought it was psychological, but like, I didn't actually like really know, um, hormones, baby, like dragging, like, you know, myself, like what, you know, why? Yeah. I, I set um, for my marathoners that I'm training, I set their training schedule according to their cycle. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, so you still coach runners. I do. Yeah. I don't, I don't really advertise it as much, but I love, I love coaching runners. I love that. I love that. Good. Okay. So miss nutritionist, female nutritionist over here and run coach. Oh my God. I love it. Um, yes, this is the beginning of a great friendship, my friend. I agree. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots to pick your brain on, but for time's sake, I'm going to wrap it up here on run with Allie. Um, so everyone uh, who is listening, uh, Amy Gallo, she is a female nutritionist, marathon coach. Uh, sh- she does a lot of things. Um, you've heard her background. You've heard her speak. Reach out to her. I'm going to be sharing her information on this episode in the iTunes store under this week's episode. So it'll all be there. Feel free to reach out to her. And 
other than that, I will see you guys all at the same time, same place next week with a new special guest. Bye, Thanks guys. So much, Thank Allie. you.